secure your necessary muffin repository by visiting us at utilitymuffinlabs.com, on Facebook at Utility Muffin Labs, on Twitter at 25 Years of VTM or Utility Muffins, all one word, on Instagram at Utility Muffin Labs, one word. Support the labs on Patreon at patreon.com slash 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, and finally, adorn your human form with our t-shirts at tpublic.com slash users slash Utility Muffin Labs. Utility Muffin Labs, think homogenous. You are now listening to the NerdWorks Podcast, brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. If you know your party's extension, please dial it now. Press 1 for customer service. Press 2 for podcasts. Press 3 to check on an order. Press Welcome to another episode of NerdWords. I am a cardboard cutout with a voice. And I am Lancelot Capability Brown. Nice to meet you, Lancelot. Um, today we're going to be talking about Hufflepuffs. And doing the Hufflepuff. So we did uh, We did a 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast, which if you don't listen to, you should, uh, wherein we talked about a Gilded Cage book, which is about influence. It's about stuff. And so we might talk a little bit about that in this podcast. We might just mumble incoherently for 45 minutes. Hebity, hebity. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I mean, schlabity dop doo ba dee ba doo You know, because that's what you do when you have a podcast. You just mumble incoherently and hope that people <laughs> listen to it. So first thing, um, I guess uh, you wanted to mention, um, you had told me about something that you encountered when you were overseas, but we did not talk about it on the podcast. To let you guys know here in nerd words, when I was abroad, uh, I was contacted by uh, the owner of the Wise Guys Gourmet Burger, um, American Gourmet Burgers, uh, located in the uh, United Kingdom, right there in England. And um, it's it's actually known through a friend. Uh, her brother works there, and the owner wanted to know if you know we do a podcast, since we have a lot of listeners, and we'll say decent amount. I mean, to say a lot is not an understatement, but it's we're, we're not like millions. So, uh, But we're willing to do whatever we can to kind of reach out, and whatever pop we got helped them in this very serious... Uh, cause and what it is is that it's the called the eden eden ire fairy project and what they're looking to do is they're looking to basically make sure their daughter uh stays safe from neuroblastoma uh what happens is she had a very difficult and hard battle uh with neuroblastoma they did all the procedures that were needed i'm no medical doctor so i won't spew through it but it was a very hard process uh that you can read about on their facebook page which we'll get to in a second once the procedure was done they then had to inform them that there's an 82% chance that this can come back, that she's not out of the woods. It's just her life's safe for now. And so they had heard about this procedure that could be done uh, in the United States, but it's going to cost around 200K. And understandably so, they got to find literally 200K to come up with to have a hope to make sure that this doesn't come back and ruin their little girl's life. So they're, they're asking for help. Uh, they're a nonprofit organization that they applied for. They're on GoFundMe as well. Under the Eden Iyer Project, that's E Y R E Project, and um, I th- I think it's noteworthy. It was uh, it was heartbreaking to read, and uh, also uplifting to know that she's you know battling it young. So there's a great chance she still has a quality of life uh, going through with this, and she's going to be a cancer survivor. She already is. Me and Nate figured, hey, yeah, we'll absolutely talk about it here. Um, the owner I'm referring to is uh, Johnny Beecroft, uh, who I spoke with. He's a great guy of a uh, Wise Guys Gourmet Burgers Ltd. And uh, 
that's really it. Anything you wanted to add, Nate? Um, well, I think we should definitely give out the website, um, let people take a look at it. I mean, um, you know, obviously, <clears throat> I was not privy to the conversation, but I've had the opportunity to look at the GoFundMe and to look at the Facebook page. And um, I think that, um, you know, in addition to like just being good people, you know, if we can help somebody who's in need um, with medical costs, you know, um, if anybody listening, you know, just wants to be charitable, you know, remember these things, they, they work at a dollar a time. If you have an extra buck, Get out there and lend a little bit of support for someone who um, doesn't have it as easy as you might. Look them up on Facebook under the Eden Iyer Ferry Project, or you can go to their GoFundMe is GoFundMe.com slash the-Eden-Eyre-Ferry-Project. Um, and I'll, I'll post links to all this stuff. Um, from our website, Utility Muffin Labs, just because it's something that we talked about. And definitely get out there, take a look at it if it if it stirs you like it kind of stirred Bob. And it's, you know, give her a chance. I mean, you can't beat that drum too hard, but just, you know, if your heart's in the right place, check it out. Yep. See what's what. If anything, give a kind word. I mean, that's the thing. It's got to be hard to do that. And opening yourself up to the world is a bit vulnerable to do so, and it's got to be pretty scary. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't know exactly how the the transition donating like American U S dollars to British pounds works, but I'm They'll sure, convert it. yeah, I'm sure there's a, there's a simple way to get that done. So, alrighty. Well, having said that, can um, we get back to our usual selves? Yeah. Let's get back to some nerd words. Um, <laughs> take the time, take a look and, um, let's be dorky now. So, um, uh, influence Bob, <laughs> what does it mean? Influence is a complex, complex thing. Um, to influence something is to basically have a hand in its direction one way or the other without directly controlling it. Right. You're not immediately responsible for it. That's what it means to influence something. Um, if you think about it, the world politic is influenced by the common people. Right. You know, we don't control shit, but our opinion sure is heard. And that sways a decision one way or the other. But also in the in the reverse order as well, you know, we're influenced by media, we're influenced by movies by television by politicians by the news that we see by the things and um not to get too political but there's been like some some influential people that have been getting into some trouble for influencing people potentially in a in a recent election so i mean no one controls how you vote is that a rub rub affair I, I, I don't i don't know what the hell that means is that knocking on the table rub, 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 some, rub, some, rub, rub, some terrorizers some uh, some some anger in Parliament affair. I, I told no. you it's my new thing, right? Mm-mm. I plan on watching as much Parliament as I can. <laughs> I just want to see them all get pissed off and just say what's on their mind. It seems to be more common than not. I mean, that's another level of entertainment. So, as far as like politics and influence is concerned in this game, like we talked about it in so far as, um, like in relation to the book that we reviewed. What are some of the things I want to ask you a question? about your experience running a LARP game and aside from stuff we've already talked about, what are some of your most like brilliant uh, examples of someone using influence, but also on the other end, what are some of the most brilliantly stupid? I gave the BPM a co, which oh, yeah, is yeah. that's, that's, crown. I mean, that's top. Yeah, that's top the worst. And unfortunately the worst happens more often than I ever wish it did. Right. And these aren't examples to like throw anybody under the bus, but these are like, don't but do I'm this. definitely driving a bus. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not throwing anybody in a bus, but I'm right, driving the right. motherfucker. Names you know? have been changed to protect the innocent. So what it is, is uh, when you're running a LARP, especially a large one, people get pissed off at someone who walks in and goes, guess what? 
I just purchased a new estate. It cost me blah, 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 million dollars. Right. How did you have it? Well, if you, if you had wealth, you would know. It's that simple. <laughs> and then they walk off, and then usually it's the brouhaha, like, man, fuck him. How's he get this? That? Uh, 20 minutes later, same person dun, 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 runs through the park. <laughs> Bob, how did he get millions of dollars in a month? <laughs> and I can't, I can't get out of a parking ticket. <laughs> Why? And I'm like, all right, man, calm down. Let's, uh, let's see in the book. Uh, clearly he had influence. And if you look right here, you purchased Passants, level five. <laughs> Most likely he focused on influence and he got himself some influence in bureaucracy, uh-huh. maybe some finance, uh, probably had some resources to begin with is my guess right and voila <laughs> what does that mean okay let me back up the horse he doesn't have a problem getting a limo but you could punch a limo i don't there, there you go that's exactly <laughs> right you're like oh i gotta read the writing on the wall so we said the worst example right after explaining it after going over the book with him seriously right and i think we reached some common ground and and honestly he never read it before mm-hmm. just one frown never read it right so now they read it it's like i opened up his world and he submits to me the downtime, says, I got a street of one. I'm going to influence my street guy to go and rob a bank, let him get arrested. It sounds like, as a side note, that this individual is a bruja. Right. So I'm going to go, get him to rob a bank, my street guy. Then I'm going to get my ally to rob another bank. Then I'm going to get my contacts to rob a third bank. I'm going to combine all the money, and then I'm going to go and buy a house. <laughs> this gets submitted to me. And I'm looking at it. What is inherently wrong there? <laughs> uh, we missed a ship. Right. I don't know what the fuck. Okay. Uh, well, I got to give him a response. Right. And I was like, no, we've missed a step. Let's talk, Bob. Get to game. He's there two hours before I get there. I get mm-hmm. there two hours before game starts. It's 200 people. You got to give some time for those who are early to handle business and move out. So I get there. He has like meal wrappers everywhere. You know, like ate lunch there, waiting for you to get. I show up, I'm off work, and I'm walking over. Dude, sit down. Yeah, what happened? What happened? I gotta have that house. Why? This dude's been talking shit all week. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what house I got. I got this. I got this house in mind. All right. Well, when you look at results, because they're not, they're not whole. Right. Um, you're aware. You can try to convince. See, you influence this dude in the street, and some cat in the street, you're gonna go rob a bank or else. Right. And walk away. And he goes, Well, yeah, I'll kill him if he doesn't. Well, you're going to have to. Right. Why? Your street is one. You just told a hobo, <laughs> right, right? Maybe right. a prostitute. Right. You know, maybe I'll be polite and say that it's a former cop who now has a drug habit. Right. Or, or some low-end hood. Right. And you were like, go rob a bank or you die today. He was like, oh, shit. And he thought you were a bag lady, you know, crazy yelling on the street. You know what the fuck it meant and moved on. Right. That's how I'm going to submit this. To, you got to make this make sense to me. Right. He's like, all right, I'm going to have that dude influence a crew of criminals to rob the bank for me and i was like well now you're on the right track uh-huh. but let's see what you have to do that you got contacts what's it in contacts <laughs> all right you got contacts of one bob you- let me ask you a question in real life who were your contacts right <laughs> <laughs> t- huh right right, right, right. right. Say, like, uh, you and i of- we ain't got you know where we got contacts huh? we've got contacts in the vampire the masquerade world right 
and and if we want to know new shit, we just go on Discord, right? I know guys who can do things that get stuff done easier, maybe cheaply. If I'm lucky, they help me out. If I'm unlucky, it's fuck you. We ain't heard from you from years. I still pay full price for my books. How about you? Exactly. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, clearly the connections are there to know about it, not right. to acquire. Right. So definitely got some allies. I know what that is, but mm-hmm. they are not influential. Mm-hmm. I got like an ally to one. Right. Across the board. Right. You know what I mean? And so relating it to this guy, it was like, oh shit, my contacts are shit too. Well, I got allies of two. You do. What are they in? I got to define that. The fuck are they in? How do I know? What do they do for you? Right. You know, to me, it's just letters until you decide who they are. All right. So breaks it down. He says the allies of two. These people are the people who rob banks. Right. Time out. <laughs> out of everything that we've been talking about. You want to be short-sighted and say that your two allies are professional bank robbers. Right. He's like, why is that short-sighted? Dude, if you want to take retainers, if you want to even have herd, and in your herd, they're bank robbers. If you want to say your contacts are like a fixer who gets a hold of criminals who can help you out, we can even make it a fixer. That's fine. Let's let's work within the parameters, and we'll see if you can get a crew. But I need it tonight. You ain't getting shit tonight. <laughs> Dude, I gave you a week. You literally aren't getting shit. You submitted me nothing. have no common idea right. what the fuck you're doing. Right. And, and he's just, you know, being real attackative and argumentative. I'm like going, bottom line, dude, unless you're getting off your ass and ripping the door off the bank vault, you're not getting money to do anything. Right, because this is, this is nonsense. So he decides, I don't need to. Goes and talks to a Bruja. They get several Bruja. Uh-huh. Midnight, I got 11 Bruja who want to go attack a bank. Right? Luckily, I have some people that work at banks. They got some bad news for them. <laughs> banks do drops. <laughs> so you got to know what day. Right, to right. The, it's not like the vault holds all the money ever that the bank possesses. That shit I, gets I, processed I think, out. I think we've come to a very uh, solid understanding here. Just in this story so far, there's a reason why these people are gamers and not bank robbers. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, but I'm a storyteller that says, hey, man, you want to do it. Right. Let's do it. Right. And so we go through the process. The Bruja get there. And I think that that, uh, real quick, I think that's very important to me. My goal as a storyteller has always been to make this world as realistic as possible while remembering it's the world of darkness. The world of darkness is a darker version of our world, but it's not any less realistic. Right. It's not fucking fantasy time. There's a building with money. Break the wall. Get the money. Right. <laughs> What do you think is going to happen? Anyways, continue your story, please. So they get to the bank, and uh, I watched the Bruja do something very odd. Mm-hmm. They they group together well, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. they're organized, and they decide. They literally just sit down and munchkin it. Right. A couple people have Passan, some have Vigor, you know, whatever. But most of them have Celerity to some degree. person with the fastest Celerity flies around and breaks all the cameras. Okay, you do so. You know, silent alarms triggered. <laughs> right because they just ripped it off the wall rolled it across the street right you know and then they blitz through the door glass breaking everything goes cameras taking photos people are jumping snatching cameras out and they run through then they get to the bank vault and they combine potents rip the bank vault door open and off the hinges wow, that's pretty cool and i was like that's awesome and then they throw the door out of the wall so they have an exit but then they run through and get all the money in the bank that ever was and i was like okay well it's a Friday night. We can assume. So, okay, so you get about a million and a half. Uh-huh. Like what? Yeah, that's total bank vault. That's total what's in the drawers. I'd say a million and a half in cash. Yeah. Money would come to pick up everything, but let's just face it. The, the total of the bank's funds are not in this vault. Mm-hmm. Dude's pissed. Right? They get all out, get all out to the side. I, 
I let them use celerity to justify speed counting so they can get a total that night. I let that sink in. Just because you can move faster than the eye can see doesn't mean your eye can track the hand. I just slapped my own face because <laughs> I think that that's, that's a certain degree of kindness on your part. It, it is. Just, I just, right. At this point, they're not getting what's going on. Right. Right. So let me segue to the reaction, right? Mm-hmm. They're away in the Primogen's Haven. Right. Primogen is unaware what they just did. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, you guys got a lot of money? He's like, yeah, we're just counting it or going through it, whatever. <laughs> and uh, by the way, blue paint's on everything. Right? Because that's what happens when you rob shit and don't know what's going on. Right. They got these Smurf markers that go off and mark the money and bullshit and it's stained and you yeah, can't do shit they, with it. Little, little ink pellets. It's like getting shot with a fucking paintball gun. None of them are aware of it. They're like, oh, we'll just wash this. Don't worry. It washes off. It washes off. And I'm just staring at them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Meanwhile, I got my bank connect telling me it doesn't wash off. <laughs> it, it doesn't just wash off, dude. It's like, trust me, it doesn't. We right. can just go, but this material you can use. You can get it. But by then, the cops, man. I'm like, right. You banker, run on. Swat on the ass. We were dating. Move on. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm sitting there going, cool. Um, you got the money, you got the loot. I have to walk over, and the permission's like, man, weird thing happened tonight. And now I'm chuckling. Because who else is there? The sheriff and obfuscate. Uh-huh. Why is the sheriff there and obfuscate? Well, because probably the sheriff was one of the first ones to know that something happened odd in the city. The sheriff was notified when the cameras got ripped off on the outside and thrown uh-huh. that a bank robbery was in, par- in progress. He didn't care. Mortals robbed banks. What he cared about was that his ally in the police said it's fucking odd. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you mean? We get there, all the cameras were off in a second. Right. And we don't know what's going on. And that's when the sheriff went, all right, who, does he, who do you think he went to? Think he went to the Torter Primogen? You think he you think he turned around and said, Hey man, um anybody with celerity broke? Right, right. You know? No. He looked at the Bruja Primogen, the Bruja Primogen just put his head in his hand and just shook it. They didn't know, but they had a pretty good fucking idea. And so they go walking over, Primogen goes home, Sheriff falls him up fuscate, Primogen let him. Mm-hmm. The guy the game says, Hey man, do you you do your job, but I'll go see what I can find out. Right. They mosey over. In there talking and seeing all the blue paint on all the bills. He texts the prince. Prince picks up her phone. She looks at her hounds and her brood squad. Does a thumbs over. They're here and here. And it goes up. And you can get an idea of how this went down. Right. Right? Meanwhile, back at the bank, we have the largest breach period that that just ever occurred. Right. So the cruelty that is this prince um, basically tells the Mount Primogen to cover it up. For whatever reason, the Mock Permission decided diesel tank into the fucking bank. <laughs> right? And so the rest becomes influence. Burning connections, allies, contacts to make it seem tragic accident hit said bank down, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. An explosion. Things got burned. All the money was burnt and it's bad. The dickhead thing is after the sheriff stakes, like, stakes the original culprit. Right. Makes an example. The brujas start fighting them. And then those who went to go attack the sheriff realize it's the sheriff. Fucking backed off. And then uh, the primogen was wailing on people because what did you have? You had two elders against, granted, it was against nine vampires. If you don't know live action or you even tabletop, do the math. Right. Give a fuck how good and how many of you have potents. You got two elders who are stacked to fight. They're going to throw down and hold down. And that's what happens. And then the brood squad got there and people, oh shit. Right. So when all, all of it fell out, all that heartache turned out being two and a half hours of bullshit dude's execution. On the side, no city meeting, so people knew about it. It was right. like, you fucked up, you're dead. <laughs> right. Permagen owes life boons. Right. People lost permanent shit. That 
damages the influence of the city hold, and the prince smiles. Why does the prince smile? Because the prince kept the money. Yep. Prince got a million and a half. Found the chemical. Easy enough. Right. And you run the city. You know, rinses it off. And it's cleaned money because it was reported destroyed. Right. What did she do? Boost her resources permanently by one. Right. Why? She has a venture who needed money because he recently bought a house. <laughs> right. You see how this shit works? Right. Absolutely. And so what's that guy do? Makes a new character. Mm-hmm. Takes nothing but influence. Tried to argue, I'm sacking my discipline so I can buy just influence. Because influence is power now. Right. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to let you do that. Right. And, and uh, it's like, it's like why, why are these wheels constantly spinning? Why are we, why are we lacking the, the ability to create a three-dimensional character and grow? Right. And it, you know, I well, don't want to say things about people. If we're, if we're listening, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm on the bus. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm driving. Right. So on the bus, I could tell you that vampire often comes down to ego. Right. Always ego out of game. People can't handle it. Men and women can't handle their ego getting trampled. They don't understand that you're not that character. You're just playing a character. It's like a soap opera. You know, it's the day in the life of the vampire, not day in the life of Bob. So when you realize it, your greatest plan is going to get messed with because that's part of the game. And then your job is to react to it, make a cool story with it, and and play within the confines. We all know that. We've all listened to that. Right. But at the end of the day, you come and scuff my gators, I'm going to take your lunch. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's how it works. Wait a minute. I took your lunch. You don't get my girl. Wait a minute. You took my girl. I'm going to take your life. Oh, fuck you. I'm getting all my friends to show up to this game and you're done. Mm-hmm. It's a right. level of escalation. Right. And it's never. And that's the problem. Right. Too many people can't maturely go. I get the concept of the game. It's not about how good I look. Mm-hmm. But isn't that not what players do? Any little thing they do, they aggrandize to be the greatest move that was ever done. Right. And they do it in their out of character chats. They do it at the Denny's. They do it at whatever local eatery they have. Talk tall shit. Yeah, it's because it's like it's like bragging on their accomplishments. That, and a lot of times they haven't done. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And it's like you, the, you, the you, best the best is when you have a conversation with someone and they're like, dude, I, one time I played in this game and I did this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other, and it was so great. And you're like, I played in that game and uh that none of that happened. <laughs> it did not go as you remember. Yeah, none of that happened. Or even better, this one is beautiful when they tell you a story of something someone else did. <laughs> and you're like that that wasn't you like i was in the coterie with the guy who did that and he's not here talking about it because he's just like playing a character you're full of shit <laughs> i suffer god's memory right referred to him immortal with god's memory ran so many games and so many long-standing games i sometimes combine what players did right and people get half a one and six dozen you know what i mean right and they're like oh whatever but the gist of it is the art of storytelling is word of mouth it's gonna happen mm-hmm. and something cool happened there's a story hope and entertain Difference is when a storyteller does it, it's from a place of neutrality. Right. Nine times it's like, this is what happened. I ran it. Uh, blah, blah. I, I didn't do it that way. Okay, cool. I get it. But the mm-hmm. point is, I'm, I have a point to the story, and the story right. is this. Wasn't it funny that that all happened because you didn't understand how street influence worked? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's, and that's what it always comes down to. Other things that happen, nightmares of influence, is when someone's good with it and they end up playing pool with the planets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Someone who's like, I can't, I'll never forget. I hope she don't listen. I mean, I want her to listen. Maybe not, I won't mention the name, but it's this prince and she's very good at, fi- at sniffing people out in person, killing them, skullduggery, Thornton assassinations, causing assassinations, really good on that end. But it's kind of like the Donald Trump of Princeton. It's right. cool. You're good on that, but you don't know shit about what your primogen are doing. Right. Nor do you care. You're ruling it like a dynasty. You're not ruling it. 
Right. In tandem, right? So the primogen, working on the side, mostly live in fear. The one who lives in the most fear is the one who's most full of shit. Right? And who is it? Dun, 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 dun. The Ventrue. Right. Nah, we can't work against the prince. Notorious for just excellent. Was this it. a Bruja prince? What's it? No, it was a Sethite prince. Okay. And so what this person kept doing is he would listen to the Primogen's woes, hear where they're having problems with, offer a deal that he could accomplish it, and then he would turn around and talk to his clan. Mm-hmm. His clan would try to maximize on what they heard, right? Pick it apart or gain advantage, all except the whip. Now, say what you want. This individual is, uh, we'll say that his favorite dog's a collier. <laughs> Okay, or Collie, I should say. I should, uh, well, there's his name. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave it where don't it is. give it away. So uh, he's normally a timid dude. Uh-huh. You don't expect anything from him. But what's he end up doing? Here's everybody's woes and what the clan's doing. He heard all the information he needed to submit a downtime. And what's his downtime doing? He's going to do this and he's going to do that. So when this happens and that happens, I'm going to spend money into this account to boost this stat for me. And he just keeps doing it over time. Well, per you do in any game, there's a finite amount of influence per city. Right. Right. You and I built that map personally. Right. And I watched the finance get drained and get drained and get drained along with the bureaucracy connections, funneling it over to him. Yeah. It's uh, when you start making charts because your game has gotten to the point where like, okay, I need to actually keep track of all this stuff. Like I need to see like what is the max capacity of finance influence for a city? What is the max capacity for a street? How many can we give out? And where does that limitation cap? Um, it's like it's like working in a fucking office job. Like right. But what was cool in watching the ups and downs because we did that, we were definitely able to not only speak on where it's going. Right. The chuckle factor. Right. Like this guy's great at influence, but he everybody has a weakness. So as he's collecting and amassing all this for his great move, his great move ever was to invent, if I remember, it was a law firm that only specialized in helping banks. It was basically cementing, moving from influence to proper control. Right. And that's what he wanted to do. He knew it was a risk. He knew it was a bad idea. But he, what else are you going to do with a bunch of influence? Right. So he's using it before everybody figures out it's him, and he knew that would happen eventually. And so took care of it, and then, he's, then it's not him, right? Right. He's laundered his control. Well, in the middle of laundering his control, uh, he pisses off a mob boss, a mortal mob boss. Mortal mob boss and him sit down, have a sit down. He dominates the mortal mob boss. Mob boss uh, consigliere nods his head, makes a phone call, says, and I quote, he doesn't know that who he's talking to is a deputy, uh-huh. but says, hey, I got this local hypnotist, banker dickhead, <laughs> who came in and just pulled a whammy on my boss. I'm going to clip him. Do you know this guy? You said there's a special group of people you know that know a bunch of little shitty wizard tricks. Doesn't work on Vegas. I think it's one of these assholes. Mm-hmm. Now I'm telling you as a favor. I'm going to shoot him in the face right off this phone call. <laughs> deputy said, shoot him in the head. Just don't stop pulling the trigger. <laughs> right? That's what the deputy says. He goes, is it going to kill him? He goes, yeah, he'll be dead as it gets. Consigliere turns around, gives a thumbs up in the scene, and this dude, guns pulled, they shoot the fuck out of him. And the mob boss is like, I didn't like that prick anyway, but strangely, I got to go take all my funds and put them into a slush fund for some financial gain out of something else. Right. I'll be right back. And he's the boss that can't stop him. But he takes his money and puts it in there. We look at the specs. Yeah, it's a deal that would net him profit hand over fist, but now it stays with him. Right. Because the dude's dead. It doesn't go anywhere as far as he's concerned. Right. He leaves. Deputy shows up. He's torpid, lying on the ground with no, with basically half his head missing. And the deputy scrapes him into a bag and leaves. 
<laughs> That's it. <laughs> Anything current? No. What's the lesson here? Welcome to Vampire. That's the lesson. Right. And then uh, over the course of time, when you're running a game for a long period of time and you have this sort of like kind of ridiculous overt sort of control that's happening and you have things like Bruja running banks. Anybody that here that's LARPed in a game for a long period of time, you know this is an unavoidable situation. <laughs> this is a scenario that you as a storyteller, you can only spin so many plates and put out so many fires, right? Because with five people, I feel like it's it's easy to contain the masquerade. It's easy to very quickly adapt and make sure that your game isn't torn asunder into a fucking non nightmare. Um, in a LARP, when you have 50 or 60 people or 30 people or 40 people, and you have like, let's say 11 Bruja who tear the fucking door off of a bank right. and a Malkavian Primogen who then decides it's a good idea to drive a fucking tanker truck into the bank. Well, sometimes your police force is going to get affected by this. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you say? And then you're going to come to a point where you're just, you know, that lowly Torador just walking down the street in the rack looking for someone to feed on. And before you know it, you've been grabbed and thrown into an alley by 12 well-armed machine gun toting police because for whatever reason you're just a little too pale to be walking out in the streets <laughs> <laughs> you fit a cult they're looking for oh yeah absolutely and, and you know that that's like realistically what do you think is going to happen when the vampiric population just starts swinging tail let's talk about real life masquerade a second you may right. not think there is one there is one we know Muslim terrorist extremists exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why people like Bob get felt up at an airport. <laughs> okay, I'm not a Muslim terrorist. <laughs> Having jars of goober and grape jelly does not mean put your thumb in my ass. I'm just saying. <laughs> but having this... had a guy physically tap my balls wearing a glove because I fit the profile. Um, <laughs> this is know, something that may have occurred while Muslim, you were traveling, dude. I, yeah, you can't. Didn't I, I tell you about no, that? No, I didn't know anything about this. My fucking ass. I get to the I get to the airport and do the whole thing, and you have to go through, you know, basically like anybody. You got to go through check. customs and shit. So here's what I was bringing by request because they just didn't have it in England and really liked it. And I was bringing a gift for the mom who was hosting because she she liked it. Uh huh. Two boxes of banana Twinkies. Okay. A family sized box of Crunchberry. Uh huh. And one of Fruit Loops and marshmallows. Right. Two jars of Goober, which uh -huh. you don't know what it is. Peanut butter and jelly in the right. same jar. Right. And then one jar of just Welch's grape jelly. Right. That's it. Right. Now I had these in my suitcase. They said it was a weight issue. Right. Suitcase too heavy. You have to pay an extra three hundred dollars for the. That's a. That's another plane ticket. Right. To get this one bag to go. And I was like, you're high. Right. I'm not doing that. So I just took two jars, mm -hmm. put it in my bag, and took my shoes. Because I had extra sneakers. And that right. gave me the exact weight I needed to meet. So I go through there, the check, and I pull out my laptop, put it on there. You know, separate like you should in the trays. And I go through. And uh, the guy's like, wait a second. Is that your bag? Yeah. All right. We need you to come over here. All right. He goes, did you notice also that uh, they show you the thing right on this uh, indicator, the radar indicator, you got like behind your knees, there's, there's something. So I got to pat you down. There ain't <laughs> shit behind my knees, but I'm like going, and then you're sitting there like going, fuck, what did the doctor do when I was on the table and I was out? You know, like, like maybe the right. doctor put some funny instructions for when I'm dead. It'd be hilarious if they exhumed the body, you know, right. I don't know what the fuck it is. So, but clearly there, black marks. All right, man, knock yourself out. He goes, all right. Then the guy looks at the bag and goes, hey, come here a second. 
walks over. We're going to have to do an in-depth search. What is an in-depth search, Bob? Okay. what well, I've never been in an airplane. I've never been like, in an airport. And I was like, I don't know what your in-depth search is. He goes, well, it's kind of private. I got to reach inside your pants and I got to check thoroughly. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, excuse me, sir. I went to check inside your asshole. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going there. Right, right. So, but he said, I could do it right here, but it is kind of private thing. So I don't care. Do it right here. Why do I want it right there? Because if he had to put his finger in my asshole, at least I wanted it public. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanted it to where if someone went to look this up, here's Bob, some dude's finger in his ass, realizing I ain't got shit in there. Right. You know what I mean? Well, uh, I guess he might get lucky, but I didn't feel the need. So, who knows? <laughs> so he slaps in the plastic gloves in front of me. And I'm right. just sort of like, this is weird. And now I have a crowd. Everybody's wondering. What the fuck is going on with me? And I'm thinking people are looking smiling. People are looking afraid. Right. I've never seen fear in that level. It was just everyone looking like, is that guy one of them? <laughs> I mean, that's what they looked like. They're like, right. oh, shit, this fucking dude. So I'm standing here in line, and this this it's this little Caucasian dude, you know, well-muscled, young 20-something. He's like, all right, let's check your balls. And he literally just hands down mm-hmm. right on the inside. He's feeling the thigh. He goes, finding nothing here, nothing there. And I'm like, Nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's something there. You felt it. Yeah, one time I had a cop grab my balls, and I was like, hey, dude, that's me. And he's like, I wouldn't be too proud of that. Right. <laughs> so, so he goes down. He goes, there's, there doesn't appear to be anything behind the knees. Let's check the bag. I went, I'm fucking wrong with the bag. Right. You said it was me. You know, that right. type of thing. Pulls me over, you know, and we get to the side. And there's at this little desk where they take all the contents out to show you what's up. And as they're going through the contents, he's like, one jar of liquid and it's grape jelly, but it's not liquid. It's, like, <laughs> what? it's not liquid. If you open it up and turn it over, nothing's going to spill out. Right. It's sealed. Right. And he's like one jar of liquid pulls out a goober jar. One, two jars of liquid. It's not liquid. Right. <laughs> it's fucking peanut butter with jelly. What the? F- All right. You're aware that you can't have liquid of any size. Uh, dude, we got a different definition of liquid. I'm just saying completely different. Like You pull out bread right now, we'll have a sandwich. This is nothing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm being that way. You know, and it's some type of way. And he's just like going, all right, we're going to have to pull you over. Now, why am I upset? I'm there fucking early and I got right. plenty of time. And this is all coming because I can't keep my mouth shut. Right. I would mean like, I can't keep my mouth shut, but I'm sitting here having every story I've ever heard about this asshole process. And I'm like, you need to calm the fuck down. Right. You know, pulls me to the side and he go, we're going to have to go into my office. And his boss is like, bring him in. I come in with them and he puts the jars in. And this lady goes, why do you have cereal in your bag? And I'm like, bitch, because I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, I didn't call her bitch like, because I'm hungry. I'm being a smart ass. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Right. You know, I'm in front of everybody. You're like, oh my God, he's a blow up a plane with fucking marshmallows in. And I'm like, fuck, man. This I get back there and the guy says off the bat. Pulls out my ID. Is this your real ID? <laughs> you know, and, and I'm looking at him like, are you stupid? And he's like, come here. You're making this harder for yourself. Oh, and it hit me. Oh, it's ego. Right. It's ego. And and maybe to the common guy, you would go, well, now I got to be quiet. Now I just, you know, be quiet. <laughs> go through it, whatever. Right. And I was like, all right, guys, I guess we got to finish the process, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, out there, you felt my balls next is the asshole. That is something I said. Right. And he goes, we don't go anywhere near your ass at all. <laughs> Why would we? Do we need to go near your ass? You know? And I'm sitting here like, well, maybe you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just be a matter of fact. And the boss starts laughing. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. Why, why is he in the, why are you going off on you know, asking me why right. is the radar going off i was like i don't know how many hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars you have in there in your radar machine 
I don't know why I walk through and it tells me I have shit that isn't there. Right. It does it every time. No harm, no foul. Then it shocked me. He's like, we can look that up. Motherfucker, look. <laughs> right. You know, right. like, hey, right. go, go right. ahead, be my guest. Right. He doesn't. He's like, okay, let's look at your bag. One jar of liquid. And I just shook my head. And, you know, two jars of liquid. I'm like, it's going to be three jars of liquid. Not my definition, your definition. What do you mean? All right, look, liquid requires it to be like water-esque. Right. You know, something runny, something, uh, at least a chemical, something. Dude, read the ingredients are on the jar. Right. They're on the jar. What am I blowing up with that? And he's just sort of like, well, it's just the impression we're going through procedure. Okay. And he pulls out Captain Crunch, and he pulls out two boxes of banana. Bo- did you did you report this through customs? And I was like, why would I report it through customs? I'm smuggling in diabetes. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Whoever's going to eat this shit? Oh, he, oh, that was the thing. Because when mm-hmm. they got my bag, they had my bag that was supposed to be right. on check, and that took an hour for them to get. Right. And so they have it up there, and they're open that up. They're like, you have like a, I forget what it was, like a five-pound bag of Starburst. I was like, yeah. Why? They don't get Starburst. Right. It's a gift. Oh, where are you going? You know where I'm going? <laughs> the ticket man says I'm going to London. He's, oh, okay. Okay. So you're going to London's ticket. You got us. Oh, makes sense. Does it scoop? Like, I hope it does. <laughs> you know, like what the fuck? So he goes, all right, well, just going to put down for my record. We have one jar of liquid, two jars of liquid, two jars of liquid. Why? Bob took one jar and put it in the bag I'm carrying. Right. You know, and he goes, you can keep the cereal and all that can stay in there. That's fine. But we got to keep the jars of liquid. Knock yourself out. Yeah, you can have the jelly, thanks. Yeah, keep the two. I got one. I'll let them know. So I go through that fiasco, and now it's 30 minutes before I got to be at the terminal. Uh-huh. Right? And if you know if you know me, you know that I'm a man of particulars. Every pregame before football, I have to shit. You know? <laughs> just I'm trained that way. Before practice, I got shit. Well, guess what I had to do before the flight? <laughs> I had to shit, right? I'm sure nerves had nothing to do with it. So, No. Oh, well, yeah, nerves too. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, cool. I'm like, I get my belt on. I get to put my shit on, you know, whatever. And as I'm putting it on, they're like, oh, man, you're sweating real bad. It's like, man, I'm holding back a shit. <laughs> I just was candid about it, you know? And he was like, what? I got to shit. What? All right. You know, it's just like, he goes, oh, well, like, go go over here, use this one. It's closest. And then, but you're going to miss your plane. Didn't bother you for the two and a half hours I've been back here playing fucking Scooby-Doo? You know, like, fuck off. We get that done. I get over to the tarmac, you know, or tarmac, get over to the fucking loading terminal and they didn't even loaded the number four spot I was in. We get in and I realize there's only 60 people on the flight. Mm-hmm. So they're literally like, oh my God, you just got here just in time. Cause basically we're out. The and moral then, of the story is don't take food. Right. Don't take food. Don't take food. It doesn't matter what it is. Leave your food at home, fellas. All righty. Well, thank you for suffering for us <laughs> and uh, teaching us a cautionary tale about international travel. And also, um, you know, shit ain't cool right now. So, uh, <laughs> right. anyways, respect the masquerade vampires. That's all we're saying. Respect the masquerade. <laughs> Somewhere near there was a masquerade tell. Yeah. Oh, I, I made the point. I'm good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you were just, you were just letting us know when the real life masquerade is yeah, broken. When, it's vi- when it gets violated, it fucks up for everybody. Right. Fucks I'm it saying. up for everybody. Uh, yeah. So anyways, um, check out that charity um, and check back with us next week. And um, we might have some, uh, some, some teasers coming your way for uh, our Patreon 
our educational podcasts and uh, let us know if you, those that do not support us on Patreon, would be interested in hearing some of those little snippets of those podcasts and maybe you'll get some um, as a teaser. Get a little by the rest. Anyways, I'm Nathan. And I am Capability Brown Bob. And we will see you next week. 